Welcome back. You're listening to the One Two Three Show this afternoon with me, Karen Co. It's just after five minutes past two this afternoon, and I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio by Sadia Usmani, who normally is here for her chin wag, but today you have something special to talk to us about, right, yeah, Sadia? I'm still chin wagging. You're still chin wagging. Okay, all right. Yeah, something very special. Yes, yes. my first chin wag with you. All right, well, great. Well, it's a, it's a very sort of memorable one now because yes. this is a big, uh, some good news which I want to just get across to people. Yeah, and it is about my program. It is about right. a new program. Okay, on, so uh, tell us all about yeah, it. It's going to be on RTHK Radio 3 on Saturday morning at 8.30. Sounds like it's a bit early, but you know, it's, you'd be amazed how many people are up at that time. 8.30 a lot of people. to 9. And it's called On the Menu. On the Menu. Okay, let me guess. It's got something to do with food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think if everyone if anyone's actually listened to me on air, they'll know. You know, I, I always always mention food at some point yes. or another, and so food is one of my passions. Um, whether it's eating it, or whether it's cooking it, or whether it's trying new things, or actually teaching people to how to make sort of good food. Right. So this program is really it's it's a half an hour show, and um, every other week what we do, what, every week what we do is basically I'm in the kitchen mm-hmm. and. In um, your own kitchen? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, actually, yeah, one week. So I'm in my kitchen and I'm just cooking some of my sort of favorite dishes. Now, I quick, I, I cook a whole variety of different cuisines. So obviously, I, I do South Asian, which is sort of my cultural roots. But I also do my other cultural roots, which are, I was brought up in the UK. <laughs> so, right. you know, we have a diverse community there. And I've kind of traveled quite extensively across Europe and, and stuff. So, so I picked up lots of different recipes. As I've been sort of growing up and stuff, and my mother was an amazing cook. So then one week I'm in my kitchen and I'm literally in my kitchen and I'm making some of my favorite dishes. Okay. And so I've done it in such a way that I've tried to stick to kind of reasonably straightforward dishes to make. Um, and then I, you know, and, and people kind of think, oh, are you just using, are you just going to be using sound effects? But no, no, no. It's, it's actually it's actual real sound from yeah. coming from your kitchen. I literally have a microphone microphone around my neck and I am then chopping you know onions and doing all sorts and going through the whole process of whatever I cook. Okay so does this so you how long is the show? The show is 28 minutes. Does this mean you, whatever you cook has to take no longer than 28 minutes? Well we kind of condense it here and there a little bit just to sort of because obviously some things take a little bit of extra time to cook so that's where the power of editing sort of comes in <laughs> um, and so so then what we do is like I have one week where I'm in my kitchen and I'll cook this stuff and then people can actually listen in and see how it goes now I know that a lot of people are kind of used to going on YouTube and seeing things but you know sometimes people don't have the time to go onto YouTube they would just want something in their ears yes like if you're at the gym or whatever so you can actually listen into this I try and describe everything that I'm doing so you can follow the process of actually cooking the meal and then um, the following week I then try and join somebody in their kitchen and cook up a dish of theirs. So what I am trying to do is on on the menu is trying to look at some of the diverse communities in Hong Kong in that whilst we have wonderful Chinese food, you know, Hong Kong food is great, but also, um, you know, Hong Kong, we need to reflect the other communities that are within Hong Kong. So for instance, you know, I've got, um, I've got sessions in the kitchen, some really fun stuff, 
with um, some Italian ladies who are going to be making some stuff. I'm going to be looking at Congolese food Ooh, and um, Burundian food and also Egyptian and Sri Lankan. So there's a whole variety of different cuisines. And I've got the kind of UK apple crumble, the okay. kind of perfect apple crumble. So it's a whole variety of different dishes and everyone really will give me their recipe. And then every week the recipes will be available on Facebook oh, for fantastic. people to download. Yeah. And they can, if they miss the show, they can listen to the podcast and they can go back to it. So that, so that is on the menu. Exciting. <laughs> and I think the trail's being played, you know, on um, programs lately on RTHK. So, and then obviously it's going to be on the Facebook page. And if people have particular um, queries and think, oh, how do you do this? Or what do you do here? I'm happy to advance the stuff mm. on Facebook. So things. tell me, are you the type of cook who likes to follow recipes or do you like to make <laughs> things up? Well, I like to kind of make things up. I'm, a, I'm basically um, quite lazy okay. you know, in the kitchen and I don't have a lot of patience. Like, So I kind of like, faff, I don't want to faff around too much in the kitchen. So I tend to, and I'm not, it's been a bit of a discipline doing this because I've had to actually think about the recipes and think, okay, how much chicken am I going to use? How much coriander am I going to put in this? How much salt am I going to put in this? So that it's easier for people because sometimes people feel a little bit kind of tense when they go into the kitchen. They think, oh, I, I need to know. I mean, you know, cake baking is quite precise. Right. It's, it's you, more like a more like chemistry, yeah, really, than cooking. You have to get that right. right. Yeah. But even that, you know, here and there, you can kind of, I always put less sugar in things. And yeah, me so too. So you can still kind of mess around a little bit with that. But with other recipes, you've just got to, um, you know, chill out a little bit. You've got to get in there and think, well, look, I'm going to throw this together. And if I like garlic, I'm going to put a lot more garlic in it. If I like ginger, if I don't like ginger, I'm not going to put too much. I'm just going to play it by ear. Mm. So the whole point of the program is one to really show showcase some of the great people who are home cooks, not necessarily great chefs who are drizzling stuff onto plates. Right, no, right. Or making really, foams and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's really about simple cooking and home cooks and great recipes that people have. So, for instance, if somebody listens to the programme and they think, hey, I've got a really great recipe I'd like to share, it'd be lovely to hear from them. And it, who knows, I might be in your kitchen, you know, cooking. So it's that. But it's also to sort of break down some of the kind of fears that people have about cooking. Right. And people do have a lot of fears about oh, cooking, absolutely. don't they? Oh, yeah. absolutely. They're really scared of uh, getting it wrong or spending all the time and having the meal not taste yeah. good or yeah. not taste what they expected the way yeah, they expected that's it. that's right. And, and I think, you know, it's also about sort of enjoying cooking but having it as almost like a pastime that you do which is a bit more therapeutic that you can enjoy and I think what's happened is that recently with the uh, lockdown you know across the world everyone has been sort of stuck in their homes and they have had limited resources to to cook and things and suddenly there's been this real revival of interest in cooking yes and um, and I and actually some of the rest one or two of the recipes I've done have been based on things like where I didn't have yeast in the house because suddenly in Hong Kong we ran out of right, yeast. Right. And, and so I, I thought, okay, I'll make an Irish soda bread. So so it's like um, things that because of necessity you've ended up doing. And, and it's just to show that actually anyone can cook. And it's a really nice thing to have because once you do start to cook, you feel quite empowered and then you think, well, 
I don't necessarily need to go out too much. I can throw this together and I know exactly what's going into it. It's healthy, it's quick, it's easy. And who knows, you know, sometimes you can be a bit extravagant with, with some ingredients. Other times you might like to be a little bit more economical and think, okay, I'm going to save some money this week and maybe, you know, go to a fantastic restaurant at the end of the week and spend all the money on that. Mm. So it's really just about taking cooking and just being a bit more relaxed about it. And I hope the programme is fun. I mean, it's a new programme and I think, you know, like everything else, it will go through a little bit of an evolutionary stage and, yeah. and things may change here and there. And you might get some requests from people yeah. like, yeah. how do we cook sure, this? Like, how do sure. we do that? I mean, one of, it's come, a couple of the things, you know, living in Hong Kong for a long time and cooking for a long time, some of the difficulties people have are um, anything that needs to be baked or roasted. Oh, Some yeah. people don't have ovens. Absolutely. And this is exactly one of the things I mentioned in the program because I have a very tiny little kitchen which is built into my living room. <laughs> so okay. It is basically an alcove, right? And it's got two induction hobs and some... and. And I just like initially when I came to Hong Kong, I was thinking, how do I do anything? I haven't got a, I haven't got an oven. So I actually did, and I mentioned this in, in one of the programs where I say that you know I've got this tabletop oven, mm. and it's amazing what I have been able to do just with that. And it wasn't very expensive; it was quite reasonably priced. But um, but it, you have to find ways of improvising, right? Yeah. And you know, and there are certain ingredients in Hong Kong that you know, and some of the things that I make. Um, I find it hard, so then I think, okay, so now I have to substitute it for something that I can get in Hong Kong, and very like I, I have a program on you know making Cornish pasties. Okay. And Cornish pasties, um, you know, one of the main ingredients of of typical British Cornish pasties is swede, which ah, is a vegetable. Yeah, you don't really see yeah, that. And you don't see <laughs> yeah. it exactly. So then I thought, right, I'm going to make Hong Kong pasties and I'm going to perhaps substitute that with sweet potato, which is a similar sort of sweet taste and carrots and things like that. So then I've had to look at other things which I could then use as a fusion here in Hong Kong to use those things. And then I don't have a flame to, mm, if I yeah, wanted right. to, like, if I'm doing like, you know, you know, Middle Eastern medze things, like really lovely, like baba ganoush and stuff like that. To, to really flame roast. Yeah, right. you really do need Do you get a, a lighter? Absolutely. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, in, in some of the places you live in Hong Kong, you cannot, if you put a flame, the, the whole alarm system right. will So I sit in fear of that. So then, you know, I've had to then think of things like, okay, I could use a bit of smoked paprika if I can get hold of mm. smoked paprika to give that smoky yeah. taste. You can, you can also buy liquid smoke. I've oh. seen it in City oh. Super in oh, IFC cool. Mall, yeah. Oh, right. Well, there you are. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, so, so some things really need that sort of smoky thing. And then, and then there's some ingredients you have to go and source where you think, okay, if I was making a typical kind of British fish pie or something, then smoked haddock, like smoked fish is very common in, um, in places. Mm, yes. But now I've found that through somebody I was, uh, I've been talking to on the program, they said that, oh, you know, you can get Thai dried fish, which actually when I saw it and they used it, it was incredibly smoky. Oh, and interesting. I thought, wow, okay, now I can use that. So I've learned an, an amazing amount from some of the cooks that I've been talking to. What about, say, you mentioned Congolese food. Mm -hmm. I mean, does that have ingredients that are hard to find in Hong yeah. Kong? Some of the ingredients, um, you know, what we have done when I was chatting to them, actually, the show goes out in a couple of weeks. And um, that, you know, there are some ingredients which they will actually order from Africa. 
But mm. some of those ingredients are particularly like stock cubes and, and things like that, which have some authentic flavour. But I think you can still, some of the dishes that we're doing, you can still manage to do them here. Mm -hmm. It's really just following some of the recipes and things. But yeah, I mean, I think lots of people from diverse communities do actually find, certainly in the African, you know, some of the recipes we've done, they have said that we will order some things from, right. from outside. Is there an African uh, grocery store in Hong Kong? Everything. Well, there isn't, but I don't know, actually, to tell you the truth. I haven't really checked to see, but I know that they get quite a few of the, you know, the leafy ingredients like cassava leaves and yeah. things like that. They're in the wet market. And when they buy them, they, the actual people who sell, you know, the Chinese people who are selling them don't, are not too sure about how they're used. Mm. So obviously, you know, the African community recognizes those leaves and then they think, right. And there are certain things with some of those things that you actually need to cook them very very well because they can be quite dangerous if you don't cook them. Right, so you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. so that, and I didn't know, I didn't know anything about that. So it's been a really good, it's been an amazing way to learn too about different types of food. Yeah. And it's brought in a little bit more kind of variety in the types of things that I'm cooking now because I think, oh, I, I, I've learned about this. So it's really interesting though, but it's nice to see too that there are so many communities, different communities in Hong Kong. And um, sometimes, you know, people just need to be open to new tastes yes, and yes. new flavours. And it's a lovely thing to do. Mm. It's, it's really nice to be able to try it. But it's also another thing in terms of it is about bringing communities together. It, because food is the common denominator for us all. Right, you exactly. Know, whatever it is, we enjoy food. Yeah, and, and, and a, we socialise around oh, food. Yeah. And it's a really great way of bringing communities together and through food, understanding each other's culture and understanding, you know, different tastes and things like that. So we can all be a little bit condescending about our own food and think, no, no, mine's the best. Right. You know? But I think, um, you know, it is really important to go out there and actually try different things and yeah. go to different restaurants and try what's available. I think food is kind of like the the soft power of diplomacy, right? You, yeah. you go to someone's house who's a, a different culture and yeah. they serve you their food Absolutely. and you learn so much about their own background and their own culture and, you know, why they eat this way or why yeah. they don't eat certain things. Yeah. And also, you know, people um, are used to the kind of food that they have been brought up with. And it is something that their palate is already used to. So sometimes when you do taste something slightly different, um, you know, it's not surprising if you feel, hmm, I'm not sure whether that really suits me. Because, you know, people who are eating this kind of these things have been brought up with them. It's just like things like chili. If you've been brought up with chili in your food, then you automatically kind of have this, uh, the, your taste buds are already adapted used to, it, to yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So, so I think there's a whole world world out there so I mean I hope the program I hope people will tune in and I do hope that we get some good feedback and people will tell me because I think that's what it's about it's about generating interest and then as you said like you know somebody you know comes to me and says why I've got a fantastic recipe which comes from my mum or whatever and sorry do you want to come and try it out and we can cook it yep absolutely I'm open to that so Karen do you have any Oh, Any particular things? Are you a cook? I am a cook, actually. Um, I'm kind of a sporadic cook, so mm -hmm. I don't cook all the time. But sometimes I will wake up and decide, this is what I want to eat tonight. And sometimes I'll even know what I want to eat tomorrow night. And I'll <laughs> actually go out and buy the ingredients to, to do oh, it. And I mostly, you know, I mostly cook 
I, I guess I, I lean towards cooking Asian food of all kinds, mm-hmm. but I also like to roast things. I like to bake. I like to barbecue.、Oh, and I like to try and reverse engineer things that I've tasted. Like I go to a restaurant yeah, yeah. and have something delicious and try to figure、there. out, like, do you do that as yes, well? Yes, absolutely.、Yeah. I'm kind of sitting there taking a spoon and, say, and moving the spoon around and saying,、mm, I think that's a bit of coriander. And、yeah. I could taste the garlic. And, and I've done that a few times where I've actually then gone home and, and produced it at home. And when you could do、it's, it, you're like, it's wow, great. Yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's, it's really, really thrill. It's like, I suppose,、um, you know, akin to somebody who plays good music and then they go and listen to a piece somewhere and then they go, if they're great at the piano or whatever, they go back and they reproduce it. Right. Right, just by、exactly. listening to it. But I think, you know, people who have brought up with food and have a, have, a ta- have a sort of feel for it can actually do that. They can actually go to restaurants and then almost dissect it、yes. and pull out the ingredients. And I think、okay. also、um, if you've grown up sort of around a kitchen, whether it's just helping your mom or, yeah, you know,、yeah. you, you get a feel for what goes with what. Like what. what Spices, yeah, and、right. that will come out with certain taste, and these other combinations will come out with、yeah. another taste. No, absolutely. And I spent, I spent a lot of my childhood. My mum, this is like going back to London in the 1970s, right? And my mum used to have, she was one of the first.、Um, You know, entrepreneurs who had a takeaway, a small sort of South Asian takeaway. And it was only a tiny little business. And I just remember coming back from school and、um, walking home, and I was like, like a little bit of distance from the house, and I could smell, I could start <laughs> smelling the food. And I used to think, oh my goodness, my mum's in the kitchen. And so she would be preparing some of the things that she would sell at this takeaway. And so I was surrounded by food. From a very young age, and I was in the kitchen with her, helping her, and we always seemed to have guests in our house.、Mm. And I used to wonder then that, you know, why is my mum always feeding people? But now I realize I've got the same bug. Right, it's, <laughs> in, it's the, in the blood. I enjoy feeding people and I enjoy cooking, so that probably comes from my mum. Yeah. So the sh- first episode is this Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday. And give us a sneak preview of what you're going to do this well, Saturday. Well, I'm actually making one, I'm going to tell you. I'm making one of my favorites, and that's chicken biryani. Oh, I love biryani. Yeah, so biryani, it's a kind of, I think it's a dish that quite a few people may have tried in restaurants, things like that. And then they just think, well,、oh, I'm not sure whether I can make that. But it's actually reasonably straightforward. It's a, re- it's a one pot、yeah. dish, isn't it?、Yeah. It's a one pot dish with basic sort of like a nice chicken curry. And then you have a layer of rice. And then you have a chicken curry again, then a layer of rice. And on the top, it's like caramelized onions and coriander. And I, I put sort of some nuts. Some toasted nuts and things and apricots. So that's the top layer. Then, when you kind of dig into it, then you get these lovely layers of rice.、Mm, that you okay, are making me hungry. Me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't have lunch before the show. Now I'm really hungry. <laughs> so, those are the things. So, I've been making all of these at home. So, my husband's been well fed lately. Oh, lucky. So, he's the beneficiary. He's the one who wanted you to do this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least we'll have dinner on the table every day. But there's always dinner on the table anyway. So, yeah. So, chicken biryani is the first show. And,、uh, So, make sure you tune in. Great. So, Saturday morning, 8 30 till 9, right?、Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's on the menu. On the menu. Okay. Sadia, great to have you in and, and talk about food and your show. Looking forward to hearing it. Thank you very much. And we've been speaking with Sadia Usmani about her new show coming up on Radio 3 Saturday mornings on the menu.